Hello, and welcome to Ling Time Chat, episode 14. And I'm saying that because I feel like it is, not that I actually remembered to verify before we started this. But hello. How are you, David? Oh, are you saying hello to me? I thought you were saying hello to them. I, I am saying hello to them, but then I was like, you know, maybe I should ask how David's doing. Because <laughs> hmm. today's going to be a big episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. Today's a very special episode. Uh, today, we talk about the history of social security numbers um, and kind of like how they came into being with mm -hmm. what you can do with them now. Uh, and as an example, we were going to trace the history of Jesse's mm -hmm. social security number. In, indeed, that is exactly what we're doing today. And <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Um, actually, today's episode is inspired by, um, I believe it was Mike um, Katalinich on, on Discord, uh, had asked for us to talk about tone. And we didn't really have, we were both like, we don't know how much we could say to fill up, I don't know, a whole hour about tone. And so I thought mm -hmm. I came up with a different idea so we can target tone and discuss it, but at the same time, have some fun and we're going to see how this works. Um, it's going to be like a pass and play con line. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay. I am so into that, but just FYI, um, I'm not going to do anything with tone. So anything else is fine. But the whole thing was we have, I was trying to make a tonal language. If you mess <laughs> this up before we even start, I swear. Oh, yeah. I'm kicking you bad. off the podcast and taking over. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's fair. You probably should have done that six episodes ago. Only six. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I I understand that this being a podcast, when you're listening to this, you're not going to see the document. However, we will eventually put this up as a video on YouTube as well. And so I am going to be sharing a screen with a document. And David just received this same document uh, right before the episode began. Um, and if he followed the directions when I shared it, <laughs> give him the evil eye. If he followed the directions, he has not scrolled past the first page, which means he hasn't seen anything um, other than the title page, which very clearly says, um, it is a Lang Time reference grammar and lexicon. And so it is the template for creating languages uh, that yeah. David has shared more than once. And I, we've had it in multiple places. It says, it says David and Jesse, where are our last names? It's, you know, we're all informal right now. Are we? I'm trying to, we, we are, are you not? Okay, okay. Are you, are you already going to make the first edit to the? Yeah, we're we'll do we'll we'll do our, our our nicknames. Oh, are you are you putting it in right now? Yep. Yes, you are. Okay, there we go. So David, <laughs> I mean, those David are, those has are our, changed. Yeah, our nicknames. Our names to Didi and Jeff, and obviously I'm Didi, and he's Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Right? You think that Jeff is a California nickname? I do not think so, Missouri. 
<laughs> Why Jeff? Okay, whatever. You know what? We could have a whole conversation. All right. So this is a a language sketch by by Didi and Jeff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, and do you want to know the history of this nickname? It was. I when, would love to know. It was when you were five and you were stuffing your face with marshmallows and you were reaching for enough another marshmallow and your dad says that's enough uh but with a mouthful of marshmallows you said jeff more. and from there on you were jeff to your entire okay. family i am very curious if this was an origination story for somebody else's nickname, or if you legit just came up with that entire story just randomly off the top of your um, head. No, I didn't come up with it. You told me this story <laughs> when you told me about the origin of your nickname. I mean, I you, love how convincing you are because you're even like making me wonder. I mean, <laughs> like it did making happen. me wonder is this real? It did happen. It did happen, Jeff. Okay, sure. All sure. Right. Actually, though, Dee Dee was the original name of my dog, Brandy. Hmm. And when we adopted her, I, I, I gave her the name Brandy. And so I thought it was closer to Dee Dee. And also, I loved the name Brandy. I, I had learned about it um, in the Battle of Brandywine. No, no, no. No, I learned about Brandywine later. It was somebody on the Mickey Mouse Club. I never watched that so I don't sorry I don't share the reference other than knowing that a lot of pop stars came out of it right on well anyway it was good talking to you I'm gonna hit the leave button <laughs> time to go well cool then okay. that means I can erase Dee Dee sorry. and this okay. will be by Jeff okay but here but we go let's, let's do it here we go what you, do I do so stage one I have already gotten us started so you're allowed okay. to scroll to page two now got it and what I've done is I have selected the proto sounds that we're going to be using. And so um, some of them may seem surprising. And I left some columns in just in case we end up um, introducing sounds because I, otherwise I've yeah. completely eliminated palatal and glottal uh, consonants, but through sound changes, we may end up having some in there. So I left the columns there for now, even though they are empty. I have decided this is going to be a proto language with only voiceless stops, but then also um, there's going to be adjectives. And part of that is because I will be pronouncing everything that we create today and I'm horrible with adjectives. And so mm -hmm. people can, can hear that it's okay if you can't pronounce your language the best and then David can like teach me how to say them. So there is, there's a series of P, T, K, and Q, which is always can, a fun one to yeah, that's uh, it, it's cool to give the names of those, but I don't really know how those sound. And since this is an audio <laughs> medium, um, you can go through and pronounce those for us, Jesse. Obviously, but let me finish what I was saying, David. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so there are the adjective forms of all of those as well. And then there are two affricates, um, the TS and KS affricates. And so I'm going to say these all at the beginning of a syllable with the ah vowel after them and and i feel like p is 
the ejective P right off the bat is going to be the worst one until you get to the ejective Q. And then I feel like it's uh, all hell is going to break loose. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I, first, you know, we got ba, ta, ka, and ka. Okay, so those are the plain ones. Damn, listen to you, girl. <laughs> that was good. That was a good uvular stop. Thank you. Now here's where it falls apart. Just a second. Pa, oh no, I can't. I'm better with the T, ta. That's not even good. That's not good. My, my mouth is not cooperating with me today. Pa, ba. Was that? No, that was not it. I let's, can't get it. Let's let's have you do it first and tell me okay. how to make my objective P because I have I'm never gonna, been good at these. I'm going to give you an anecdote that is going to help you with objective P. Um, on The Simpsons, there is an episode where um, Bart decides to sell his soul to Milhouse for five dollars. And so he writes it down on a piece of paper and Milhouse gives him $5 for the piece of paper that says Bart Simpson's soul. And Milhouse says, you know, kind of raising his eyebrows as if he's pulled one over on Bart, pleasure doing business with you. And then Bart replies, anytime, chum. That is an objective P. Can you do that? The whole, the whole, just the chum part. part. Just the chum. Yeah, I can do chum. the chum. Chum. That was close. That was kind of it. But the idea is, <laughs> it is a p that is pronounced without any air coming out of your lungs. The air is produced by the glottis. So all you have to do is hold your breath and do your darndest to make a p. <laughs> I like that you think it's so easy. Um, to hold okay. one's breath? <laughs> yes, as soon as I hold my breath, I just whoop, fall over. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be doing really well, by the way, if we're what, like 10 minutes in and all we've done is try to get me to say an adjective. Hit me, <laughs> hit me with the P. Hold your breath and hit me with it. Try to shoot it at the screen. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bah. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't worry about the vowel. Don't worry about the vowel. Just do the P. Just do the P. There's really no noise. That's not true. Holding my breath, like this is not working. Bah. I can't do it without, but that's just a, I can do that. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a, it's not a, it's not that. Not that. How do you do it without a vowel sound? Spit it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, I cannot wait for the YouTube video to be released and for you to be like. <laughs> yeah. Especially since like when you're sharing your screen, your video is over here. So I'd like, I'm not even looking directly at the camera. I'm looking at little you over here. <laughs> which makes it even better. Okay, we may have to come back to this. Got it. Because, well, there's this podcast episode may come to you in five parts. Yep. Part one is sound system. Uh, Just the uh, proto form. Uh, uh.
and there's David showing up. He's even doing like a dance, like an ejective dance to show off that he just did them all. It helps, but I have two questions. May I ask these questions now or should I hold them? Are they only about the stops because I haven't gone on to the other sounds in our proto language yet? They are in the stop column or the stop the row. Stop row. They okay. are in the stop row. Okay, go for it. You have uh, but you don't have uh, the adjective. Uh. I, I know. I did okay. that on purpose. Fair enough. Fair enough. I Partly because I knew how much I would struggle with just the adjectives. And I was like, do I really want an adjective affricate? I, I mean, feel like it's the I best feel like, one. Uh, you know, no, I've no. made you're stuck with my decision. Okay, no, 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 good. Because I have another question about the decisions that you have made. Um, Xa's not really an advocate. I know. Um, really, what I want is that to be one of the only allowable onset consonant clusters. And instead sure. of writing a rule for it, I put it in the chart. You got it. Can we do that? So I cheated. I don't think you can. You can do a followed by an injective, uh, but you can't do, it's just not possible. But uh, you can do, you know, that's how you do the, you know. You know yeah, like you act like I music. could ever do that. I'm, I'm glad you think more highly of my skills. <laughs> I'm going to listen to you for many years. And at some point in time, you are going to unconsciously start mimicking you know, house music or techno music, and you're gonna do it, and I'm gonna go, ah, ha! You can do it. It will take many, many years. Okay, so, right. so, um, and honestly, to be honest, really the TS and KS both were born out of the, the fact that I wanted them both to be onset um, clusters, but the only onset clusters allowed in the language, and, so anyway, I just decided to present them as Africans instead. Got it. That may be a questionable choice. Got it. Okay, then we only have one fricative and it's the S. Sa, mm -hmm. so, I could do that yeah. one. No, it's, it's uh, incredibly bold, I love it. And I'm glad, because <laughs> you're stuck with it. Um, this is a very stop heavy language. Um, we have one approximate, the L, so la. And then two nasals, the M and N, so ma and na. And uh, the reason I picked those nasals in particular, not just because they fit in terms of placement for what's going on in the language, but it does seem to be the case that in most languages, if you only have one or two nasals, it's gonna be the N and then the M. And so I just went with that. Um, so, and also in a lot of languages, it's more likely that you have voiceless stops without the voiced counterparts than the other way around. And so I ran with that too. So those are our consonants. Vowels, Good. we have a classic four vowel system, E, U, A, and David's favorite, schwa. And I, I just know it's gonna be dead very yeah, soon. It's not, it's not long for this language. <laughs> but, um, but having, I wanted to start with fewer vowels because a lot of times um, we can end up, I do have a note that all vowels except the schwa can be combined for diphthongs um, in the proto language. Oh. And so 
um, that will be, I know David will kill the diphthongs as well, and that will end up giving us more vowels. And so um, that's why I started with fewer vowels and I, I chose specifically kind of all over the vowel chart in that classic way that tends to happen. Okay, so those are some reasons for what I've chosen. Now, now, here's the big thing. I did want this to be a tonal language, but I'm letting David decide what kind of tonal language we're dealing with. And you can talk a bit about tone because I know, well, first of all, I know you know more than I do and you've done like a whole episode. I think you did like a whole video on it, I think, on your I other so. YouTube. Um, Sounds like and so it, it does. Um, and so you get to decide whether we're doing register or contour tone and you can give a brief introduction. I'm gonna tell you what you can do. Go ahead and give a brief introduction to those systems to any listeners who are not as familiar with them. And then tell me what tones we're gonna to have. Okay, so uh, the, the two systems that we have register and contour are systems that we have observed in natural languages on earth. Uh, and so it's not necessarily the case that uh, a conlang must be one of those two. There are, I don't know, like semi-exciting combinations of the two, but I mean, I don't find them. I don't know. You, you could combine them. I don't find them particularly interesting. I think it would end up being a little like uh, the writing system of Japanese of all things where it's like, you know, you have these kanji characters here and then you have hiragana doing the rest of the work. It feels like that's what would happen. You would be like, here's a word with crazy contour tones and then here's the rest of the stuff. And it's just bad. Anyway, a contour tone language are languages like you find in Southeast Asia and in mainland China. So languages like Chinese, Vietnamese, and Thai. These languages have a fixed number of tonal melodies. Uh, and you can usually refer to them by number. In fact, uh, in, in China, there's tone ones, two, three, and four, and then the neutral fifth tone, uh, which inherits its tone from previous syllables. Um, that's only found on function words. Um, but these are tonal melodies, generally. So for example, one of the tones in, in Mandarin is ah, you know, like a high, pure, flat tone. All the rest move around a little bit. So there's one that goes like ah. So it starts mid and then goes down. And there's one that kind of does a little dipsy doodle. And I think it's like ah, something like that, ah, I believe. And I don't remember what the last one is. I think the last one is a sharp drop. So one is like a mid drop and the other one is a sharp drop, like, ah. Um, and then those- Are you talking about Mandarin? Yeah, it's Mandarin. Did well, I get that yeah, right? You didn't, do the, you didn't do the rising one. I did, ah. That's the one that dips down, but then there's yeah. also just a rising. I'm not sure that's true, but I'm willing to admit I'm wrong if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm- Fairly certain you're wrong. <laughs> oh boy, this is a good one. Everybody keep track because uh, whoever wins whoever wins this challenge uh, gets to decide the color of the shirt that the person wears, the other person wears on the next podcast. <laughs> Tones. 
He's looking oh. it up now. And he's oh. realizing that he is wrong. Oh, snap. So the four tones are ma, 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 ma. Jesse. You're welcome. What's right? And I was wrong. <laughs> and I'm going to require a, a full picture of your wardrobe so I understand what colors I have to choose from because it's really not fair to make you wear a color you do not own. As you ought to know, my shirts are arranged in rainbow order. <laughs> awesome. This is not but a joke. I, that I, and I'm just laughing and saying, awesome. I did not treat it yeah. as a joke. The I do, only, however, need to see what my options are. The only color that I don't have is something like hot pink. Oh, that is unfortunate. Yeah, I do have a, a very light lavender. I do have that and also darker purples. So if mm. that, because I know that your favorite color is pink. So I, I wanted to be sure that you knew yeah. that right off the bat. Um, but yeah, every everything else in between, I have it, including a couple of tie dyes. Oh, oh, it may need to be tie dye. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm gonna think yeah. on that. But that so, those are the tones of Mandarin. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. So the a contour tone language is one where a tonal melody and a specific tonal melody is assigned to a particular word. And so it'll be like, wherever you see that word, it's always going to have the same tonal melody. The only reason it will change is it might surface allophonically a little bit differently. For example, like, um, you know, in English where you might say, you know, uh, ride. No, no, that's, that's, a, that's an irregular one. Um, okay, slot, for example, slot could be a verb. And in the past tense, it's slotted. Uh, and the T surfaces as a flap, right? So that's allophonic variation. The same thing can happen with tones um, in contour languages. Um, so for example, you might say, like if two of the same tones come next to each other in a compound in, in Mandarin, there are rules about how the tones change. They might surface differently because they're in a compound and then they're the same tone, they distinguish themselves a little bit. Uh, but that is purely allophonic variation uh, you never see tonal changes for grammatical purposes. A tone change is associated with a lexical change in contour tone languages. Um, and there will, and like I said, there will be anywhere from four to like seven, some say even nine for some languages, different tonal melodies. Um, and they may be, they may be pure and flat or they may move around. Um, so that's, that's the gist of the contour tone language, a register tone language, also called a level tone language. Um, they don't have tonal melodies, they have tonal levels. And it's usually, it's, I think it's only two or three. Either they have the levels low and high, I'm sorry, low and high, or they have the levels low, mid and high, and that's it. Um, every syllable has a tone on it, but those tones are not necessarily inherent to a word and may shift for various reasons. Uh, so you will see phenomena in, in register languages where tones change, say from a singular to a plural, or like um, from a, what's that? Like uh, tenses uh, in verbs. Uh, you'll you'll see pairs where it's like 
across the entire paradigm, the only thing between tense A and tense B is a tonal shift. Uh, and it could, it could be that it won't be the same tonal shift. It could be like an, an opposite thingy where like if it has a high tone, it's gonna be a low tone in this tense. If it has a low tone, it's gonna be a high tone in that same tense and so on. Um, there will sometimes be contours, uh, but that will be when there is a combination of two tones at different levels that have come together for whatever reason. Sometimes you'll have a leftover tone at the end of a word, and so it smashes onto the previous uh, syllable and forms a contour. Uh, sometimes it'll be in compounds um, and, uh, and other reasons like that, maybe uh, grammatical reasons the tone gets added on. Uh, however, there will often be restrictions. For example, in Hausa, I believe it's the case that falling tones are allowed, a high tone followed by a low tone, but rising tones are not. So you'll never see a low tone followed by a high tone in the same syllable, simply because uh, the language doesn't allow it. Examples of uh, contra, I'm sorry, register tone languages or level tone languages, you can find them all over uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. So uh, Hausa was an example, Yoruba is an example, Igbo is an example, Legbo is an example, um, languages like that. So fair introduction? I think so. Okay. Um, and what, what is, well, if you did, then people listening, you need to comment and let us know what David missed. <laughs> we'll go back in time and I'll say it now. Now, I swear this is going to end up being like a five-part series. Um, and I think last time I said three, now it's five. It's uh, eventually just going to be a gigantor uh, series that we're doing. I would have made a joke about mixing up three and five, but you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I, I've seen parts oh, of it. Um, by the way, by the way, Jesse, were those objectives? Were those objectives? <laughs> No. Um, okay, so I'm, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. We are on the right pages now. What kind of tone are we doing in this language? Uh, where, should, where ought I be? I'm in the document kind of separately, so I can, tone, there we are. Yeah, on um, page nine. Page nine. Oh. You can also jump know. to where I am because I'm like on the note. How do you say nine in German? How do I say what, sorry? Nine in German. The number nine? Yeah. Neun. See, it sounds like saying nine, but with an accent. It's kind of fun. <laughs> How many hot dogs okay. do you want? Nine. <laughs> oh, actually it's gonna go slightly to acht as I take out the stress. Okay. Got it. All right. Now, so something that I think you should know about me, or if not, maybe others should, I don't know. If you give me the chance to decide what type of tone language it's going to be, it is going to be register. Because I strongly prefer register tone languages. Um, to contratone languages, A, and B, I just love them. I love them to bits and pieces. Were you hoping okay. I would say contour? 
I had no, I, I really had no preference. Um, I just wanted us to have tone. Um, okay. And so this, other, if I had a preference, I would not have let you make the choice. Good. That's, that's, um, okay. that's the correct thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to leave that note because just in case we have some grammatical things going on with tone. So I will leave part of the note, but here, okay. So new lang, right now we don't have a language name, obviously. So we're still going by new lang, which is the, the just random language name uh, in the template. Yeah. New lang has yeah, registered tone. I mean, I can still hear you. I just had to take care of something over here. Oh, Roman. Hi, David. It's Roman. Something to do with Roman. Okay. Yeah. So New Lang has registered tone. That's all we know so far, but like how many yes. are, are we doing? And you can Let's... also type at this point. If you want to type, I will let you type. Also make a note of tone is used grammatically. Um, like any note, like no, not know, for, any note. I mean, example. First and foremost, remember my screen is being shared, so don't go typing your social security number. Uh <laughs> no, I wouldn't make that type of mistake. I'm not, you know. My name isn't Jesse. <laughs> uh, Ain't that right, Jeff? That's right, Dee Dee. Um, <laughs> okay, so no, not any note, obviously biscuits he just I typed just the word note, biscuits so. into the, I was saying you could add right now I said I have typed new Lang has registered tone I was saying if you want to finish typing that out to say how many tones we have or to describe them then you can okay. or you can tell me what to type and I will type it let's go simple let's go simple and say <clears throat> it utilizes two tone levels to produce do we want to add an arbitrary restriction how how deep do we want to get do we want to do um up step or down step um how so do you mean like for explanatory or pedagogical purposes do we want to talk about down step and up step Yes. Okay. Then I have one question for you. Which do you prefer? Number one, right? Number two, right? Which do I prefer? Like, I. Yes. Yes. Just a second. Say them again. Right. Right. The second. Okay. These three tonal melodies, high, low, and falling. Rising tones are not permitted. As a special extra note, <laughs> tone can be used grammatically. <laughs> okay <laughs> that note was already in the document i'll have you know so that's oh, in your is? template yes i didn't type anything except 
Newling has registered tone. That was part of your document, your template. And I, I love, I, I love that. that you are making fun of yourself. I, okay. I am. Now. Which may be a good excuse for having biscuits. <laughs> You know, I forgot to tell you to have a Copico ready because I was like, you know what? We're, we're conlinging today. We should have had Copico. But next time when you're wearing your yes. tie-dye shirt, we will, mm -hmm. we will have a Copico along with it. I have to decide on the tie-dye shirt though. I, I, yeah. I feel like I need to see my options before I actually one is One choices. is more blue and one is more green. Mm. Still, still not a lot of pink. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the the one that is more blue has the most pink. Good to know. Okay, okay. so so we now have um, we now have some tone information um, in the proto forms. Is it just going to be high and low, and then the falling is created when it's on one syllable, or? Oh, you assume that we're just going to throw tone on things in the proto language? Well, how would you like to do it? Please tell me. I mean, often tone emerges from proto codas or proto onsets, the collapse okay. of proto distinctions. Mm hmm. We don't have a ton of proto distinctions, but we can do something. I must. Oh, yes. So good. <laughs> what just happened? Uh, I'm now sitting in that one position where you like, where like when you're standing, you put your foot against your knee. That's that oh, called? okay. Yeah. You, you should mm -hmm. know what that's called. The tree pose. Is that it? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Thought it would, I don't know, that would have had a fancier name than that, but yeah. You're so, making a figure four with your legs. That's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so in, yeah, in that case, <clears throat> we'll wait until we get to the, the sound changes. Okay, good. Because now what yeah. I have done is along with choosing the sounds, um, I've also made a list of roots that we're going to evolve eventually. Ooh. I Where don't have them in the document. <laughs> you may need to see them before you decide. <laughs> I have them in a different document. Well, what's the point of that? Like <laughs> the point of that was wow. that um, I was gonna be ready to put them in. I have them copied, I can copy and paste them. You could have done um, that before though. David, do, do you really, come on no. now. No. <laughs> be nice. Oh, and I have your old template. You know how I know that? Because it doesn't have the numbers. It doesn't have any numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wah, wah, oh well. wah. So our <laughs> sound changes. That's unfortunate. I'm going to put the roots to evolve right in between your introduction to historical notes. 
Um, and this is just a start of a, a list of roots. Um, I tried to put like all sorts of things side by side um, and some of them I'm hoping for certain sound changes, but we'll see if David complies because this, okay. since I made all of the proto sounds plus some of these roots, he's gonna get to decide what we do to the sounds. And um, I get to ask all my questions as he does it to be like, why? Why do you hate central vowels, David? Why? Mm -hmm. And we can, we can go from there. Um, and if you need more variety, then I will happily expand the list of roots. Okay. First, why don't you go ahead and pronounce all of these roots for us? Um, I would love to do that, David. <laughs> Fantastic. And what, what I want you to do is after I pronounce it, um, because I have a very special dialect of this protoform. Um, yes. I, I then want you to follow it up with what would be probably the more standard dialect of the protoform pronunciation. <laughs> yes, so you, you'll be having, you have your, your Plains New Lang dialect, whereas I yes. have Coastal New Lang. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I will say here in the Plains, our ejective consonants um, are, you know, not so ejective-y. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, the first one is pull. Pull. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second one, this is where it starts getting fun, folks. Mm -hmm. um, down. Oh. That was an Yeah, much better. Oh, I can't do it. Okay. I'm going to practice, though. I'm going to practice. Did you just F at me? Did you just go to me and be like, did you do that? I was almost going to say a certain word, um, but then I oh. was like, crap, we're being recorded and I should not. Yeah, you don't want to get but into it's about, fiduciary matters. <laughs> it's about me not being able to do it and being like, what is wrong with my mouth? Okay. Okay, next. Siuk. Siuk. Is always better. Lam. Lam. Swat. Swat. Xainu. Xainu. Tsali. Tsali. And then here's where I totally do it, do it, do it. kill myself. Okay, I'm gonna do it without an adjective first. <laughs> I feel like that'll be easier. Ukali. Oh, did I almost do it by accident? Ukali. Yes, you almost did it. I almost did it. Okay. Ukali. Nice. That's an ejective cue, by the way. So that's the uvular stop, ejective yeah. form. Cool. Diapu. Diapu. Aki. Aki. Oh boy, that was a failure. Aki. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, we go. God, I almost choked myself. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Wimpa. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a familiar word, doesn't it? Wimpa. Nice. Nutsia. Nutsia is clearly the cutest word on this entire list. <laughs> and then, imkak. 
Good. I'm excited to see what happens with that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So first, let's just let's just throw in a nasal assimilation rule. I don't see any reason um, not to. Is that going to be our first rule? Uh, maybe not chronologically, but it can be the first one that we write up because it's super easy, you know. So in the template, um, David has some common rules uh, already written out. And so what I have just done is I pulled that one and copied and pasted it um, at the top of the list. And so here we have that nasals assimilate in place to a following or preceding consonant. So we gotta decide, I mean, is it gonna go both directions? No. Okay, Nasal so what direction? Relates to a to a following consonant. Okay, so it's only going to look forward, um, and then I'm going to take out. So we don't in the protoform have a velar nasal, and there is a line in there that is specific to the velar nasal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll leave in the last note as other exceptions will be noted when they occur. Yeah, why not? Because there's always exceptions, right? Yeah, you can just. You can write that on every sound change. Indeed. There we go. Okay. So now, right now it's number one, but of course that could change uh, yeah. depending on what else is going to happen. Okay. Do we, so, want to, do we want to apply these sound changes to the list as, as we create them? So this one, that's a good idea, David. And this only affects two. That's and right. so... I, I guess the only reason we wouldn't apply them necessarily is if we're going to go change in the order so much that other things happen. Um, but we have winpa where the N is followed by a P. And so that is now winpa, yeah. or not, uh, I'm putting an A uh instead of a schwa there because I know it's going to die. So like I'm already changing it. Winpa. Mm -hmm. And then the last word, which is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where there's a Q followed by a schwa in K. And so that was hard for me to do. Um, and now and it's the, just nice. It's That's... so much easier. Um, yeah, and so I'm much. going to, oh yeah, oh cool, I got it first try. Sometimes I don't remember how to type in um, all of the IPA symbols on the IPA yeah, keyboard. And I one. don't use that uvular um, all that often. Uh, cool. So we have one sound change and I'm updating, I'll end up updating the uh, consonant chart since we just added a consonant, an allophonic one. Well, we've added two really because even though it's not on this list, we'd also have a velar one. Oh, we sure would have a velar one. So yes, I am also going to, you know, good point, good point. Okay. Okay. Now, what happens next? I think that we should uh, throw in the uvular coloring. And what uvular coloring would that be, it's, good sir? It's going to lower E to A, U to O, A to, and then both A uh and A uh will merge as A. Uh. Okay. Um, 
And I don't think, is that one, did you have something like that already typed up in here? I've it's certainly a sound change I've used before, but it might not be in here, no. Um, you want me to, you want me to take a crack at it? Oh, sure. All and right. while you're doing that, I will actually change our proto forms that this affects. It doesn't affect too many. Three of them, it should be. Um, uh. and I know, I don't know why I did two ejective cues in proto forms. I feel like I was really doing it to punish myself to well, see is, what would happen. Though, like you have, I mean, I said that, that Nutsia is the, is the cutest word and I stick by that. But the best word that you came up with was ukali. That's, that's one of the best words I've ever seen. Like one of the best like roots forms. It's so solid. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I love that one. All right. Um, let's go to the... And so... There's no real way to say that, but that's good enough. Um, high vowels. So there was a protoform. So while David's doing that, one of the protoforms right off the bat was the aki. I'll get it eventually, don't worry. Um, and that one is going to be um, lowered from that E after the, the uvular Q in ejective form. And so it'll be aki, aki. No, that was really not far enough back. Um, and then non-high vowels are going to merge. And so Kali is going to be Kali. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's what yeah, it's going to be. Kali. And then Inkak will be Inkak. All right. Whoop. In, yeah. Inkak. Totally what we're nailed up it. Here. Yes. What we're setting up for here, by the way, is a split in the low vowels. Um, we're eventually going to get rid of the uvulars. They're going to merge with the velars. And then we're going to have this split where occasionally you will have an ah vowel or you will have a fronted ah vowel or maybe an ah. Maybe it'll push all the way to ah. And then we'll have the split that didn't exist prior. Um, because there used to be a distinction between uvulars and velars. This is going to be really cool. Um, we can actually, hmm, we can actually write that in. So that, um, do you want me to write that in the uvular coloring section? No. See, I don't want to get too ahead of things because I was imagining those being later sound changes. But okay. just in case we forget, better write them in there. Um, uh, uvular, velar merger. Mm -hmm. uh, that happens quite a bit, um, really just because of location. Because, I mean, the k and the k, they're like, they're right there. Yeah. All, all uvular consonants become uh, their corresponding uvular consonant studies. I don't know. Um, Do you want me to go ahead and make that change or wait in case other other changes come in between? I, I think wait on that one. Wait okay. on that one. Um, 
And then uh, I also wanted to, uh, what's the, the other one? This couldn't happen before it could happen. Well, I guess it doesn't matter where it happens. Um, Would you we'll want it before it the nasal assimilation though? Low valve assimilation. No, um, uh, I, I actually, I don't know if you know the one I'm referring to. I'm referring to um, like uh, V uh, minus, okay, wait, wait. V minus back becomes plus front. Uh, and so the vowel ah uh, pushes forward and becomes ah. There we go. Okay, so these are these are all at I think roughly the right order. Uh, but so I don't want to do anything with three and four. Yeah. The only reason I asked about nasal assimilation was would you in theory in a word like mcock be stuck with a uvular in because nasal assimilation happened before the Q, that uvular Q became a velar K? Uh, I mean, you want to say that, yeah, like if sound changes were like that, but it feels like if nasal assimilation is going to happen, it can just happen. No, no, right. no, it wouldn't, no, it wouldn't happen. All uvular consonants become their corresponding velar consonant buddies. So that means. Oh my gosh, because it's all. And so that yeah. would be nasals included. I was thinking stops, and you're right, a nasal yeah. is still a sound. So yes. really, we created a uvular nasal only to kill it. So in the IPA yes. chart, I'm just mm -hmm. not going to include it as an option. Yeah, or you could put it in red, saying that it was you know, brought to life it and would, killed. It, it was in red in parentheses. There. Yeah. Oh, in like parentheses it. in red. Gotcha. Got it. Yeah. Um, but like, don't worry too much about even that part because the truth is there are not going to be any nasal codas by the time we get to that. Well, you know what? This is going to be fun. So I'm yeah. excited to see where you take this. Yeah. And I know that we haven't even got to the tone part yet, but that's not at this all. Is setting up, this is setting up for it. We're going to lose our codas. We're going to lose our codas. Um, so be prepared for that. And I know I said oh. registered tone language, but this really feels like it's setting up to be a contra tone language. But don't worry. We'll, 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 we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll make it work um, in the three and a half minutes that we have. <laughs> Is that what we're left with? Yeah, like uh, like about, I mean, you know, we always try to make these things aim for like an hour-ish, right? So uh -huh. we don't want to go too much over. But I got to tell you, so first, I, I apologize. I know I waste a lot of time. And so I wasted a lot of time at the beginning. But this is just a ton of fun. So I hope that we can just pick this up again for next month's podcast. Well, that is the plan. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I mean, I knew I knew we weren't going to get that far, and I honestly don't know even how far we want to take it. But I say, as long as people are having fun listening to something completely different from what we're doing in terms of language um, language styles, I thought that would be a fun podcast. Cool. Okay. So 
<clears throat> one thing I want to do, yeah, we can do a couple of things. Before the uvular-vular merger, um, and before we do anything with CODIS, uh, but after uvular coloring, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but I think it makes sense to do it after uvular coloring. Let us have <clears throat> post-nasal post voicing. Okay, so. Um, For a second, because you said post twice, I thought you really wanted post-post-nasal so that it would be, you know, like one sound post-post the nasal. <laughs> okay, it goes to post voice uh, after a nasal. So, um, <clears throat> voiceless, uh, non-eject, plain voiceless, that's it. That's what mm -hmm. I want. Plain voiceless stops voice after nasals. So. All right, do you want me to go ahead and apply this? To yes. the two yes, words. Okay. Because right now we only have, so now we're gonna have Wimba. Yep. Wimba, there we go. Oh way. What's that? Wimba way, Wimba way. I should have seen that coming. Uh, and now we're getting ngak. Yeah. Ngak. 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 Honestly, yes. for me, the hardest thing is switching back to a K and not doing another Q. Um, right. But yeah, that is another phoneme that you can put in red in parentheses because of course that voiced uvular mm -hmm. stop is also not going to last. Right, right. And I, we already know that, but I can also add, we have, um, now we have a K and a G and a T and a D. We will eventually, whenever we actually have roots with them, and we have a B. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, is it going to affect what I am calling the affricates? So if we had like inza, would it be inza or would it stay voiceless? Yes, no, 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 it would voice, it would voice. So should I not put KS as an affricate anymore? I will allow it. You can, you, your allow you can have your Ingza. You can have your Ingza. Yes. Ingza. Okay. Awesome. Oh my I mean, gosh. Okay. Why not? Let's just let's just throw it in there. I'll put it right after Pal. Um uh how old do um let's see. How's how's that? Um in fact, let's do um see. Do we have anything else oh, we nice. do? Um, and it's kind of nice. All right, I'll leave it. Um, so that's going to become unseat, which is going to become unseat. I mean, how do you not love that? I mean, it's not going to last. 
<laughs> I mean, I know that, you know that. <laughs> All right. But I think that we're not going to find out how it's not going to last in this episode, because I do no. believe we're about, we're about up, right? Yeah, we're about up. And so what's going to happen, um, even though you're not able to, um, you know, see all of this during the listening to the podcast, uh, I will add the document that we're working on as a PDF um, attached to the podcast. So that way you can see, you know, everything that we've just typed, um, if you want to review it and see what we're doing so far. Um, and that will be a resource included with it. And yeah, like, what are you going to say, David? I was going to say, you could also see the secret message I'm writing on page 17, but don't scroll down to it, Jesse. Don't scroll down to it. <laughs> you have to download the PDF to find out what the secret message on page 17 is. I feel like, okay, cool. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I have not scrolled anywhere and I will look at page 17 after printing the PDF. Uh, and, and then I'm going to be terrified to find out I just shared my social security number. Uh, um, so yeah, and that means, oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to mention, I think everybody knows this. So it's not really, a, you know, a big secret. But um, your social security number actually appears in every single episode of Langtime Studio. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg. You have to hunt for it. <laughs> Sure. It's, uh, by the time you put all the page numbers together, eventually you're going to get there. There's <laughs> <laughs> only so many options. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, no. Either David's frozen or he's laughing so hard he's not coming back at all. No, there we go. We're unfrozen no, now. It, it's your internet. It's giving me red bars. Oh, shoot. I sure hope the end of this episode manages to stay online. White bars again. You're good. Okay, we'll, we'll rush through the ending. Um, so we will pick back up with this next month and see where we go from here. And um, in the next recording, David will be wearing some shirt of some type that uh, will be of my choosing. Um, and I can't wait. I, I'm like this close to just like ordering you a hot pink shirt, um, just, just for it to happen. Um, but we'll see, we'll see if I can, I can get that much closer before the next recording. Well, my daughter would love it if I had a hot pink Pinkie Pie shirt. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you may be getting a gift. <laughs> All right. Do you have any final words, David? <laughs> um, stick with us. We'll get to the tone. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, and from there, like, I feel like this is essentially um, a bit of a playground where we can um, do other things. So if you have other questions about, um, you know, whether it's about sounds or sound changes or tones or um, you know things that are more semantically rooted let us know because we can we can treat this as a grand experiment of conlanging and teaching in a podcast <laughs> all right cool. awesome well i hope you all have a wonderful month and um 
stay grammar. Stay grammar, everybody. Goodbye.